going to beat the shit out of the audio. Welcome to Brotherly Pod. Here it is. Something Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. Here. I'm trying to fix everything on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> We're professionals around here, right? I think I am very professional. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's here. I am? That's crazy. Yeah. I thought... Um, do we want to talk about it first? Do we want to, do we want to talk about uh, a certain person getting uh, put back in the press box? Or oh, we just want to talk about... <laughs> you know, Manny Where dropped that in the uh, frequent flyer chat. He's like, you know, we're probably going to talk about Frost again. I'm like, son of a bitch. I never want to talk about Morgan Frost again in my whole life. I... <laughs> I didn't, if I, I never hear not, this guy's name again, it'll be too goddamn soon. I wasn't planning on it because I saw that they scratched and I was like, well, it made sense to me in the sense of it was he was only kind of there because Katuria was out. So with Katuria healthy, he was going to go back in anyway. He, I mean, if I was Tortorella, I'd probably do something similar. But I can understand where people are coming from where Morgan Frost plays well against bad teams. So it, you want him to kind of, uh, you want him to kind of get the ball rolling. And it's hard to get that rolling when you're sitting in the press box for most of the season. But I mean, didn't seem to really make much of a difference, seeing as they uh, lost to a nine and not a zero nine and one Sharks. Isn't that what it is? Zero nine and one. Well, now it was it's zero one ten and one. I think it was eleven losses. Right? Oh Christ, that's even worse. So I mean. It kind of really doesn't matter, but I'm just glad that the Flyers completed the meme and actually lost to the Sharks, which I kind of was just doing the math. We are three in, three in our last ten games. I believe so, yeah. It's wonderful. That I mean, I love better. it. Good. I'm having a good time with it, to be completely honest with you, because They're I want the playing points. well and not getting any points, which, I mean, I guess is what you ultimately want to see here. But, you know, they're just, like, the flaws that this team has is they just don't have anybody that can score at all, ever. No, that was the really frustrating thing. Like I was telling you before, um, I watched the the highlights for the game last night because I wasn't fucking saying I've been watching that shit. Are you goddamn crazy? Um, you good? Need a bib? I'm ready to just say <laughs> fuck it for the night and do something else. It has been one disaster after another over here <laughs> since really, we started. The last, the last five minutes have just been utter chaos. But the, every time the Flyers had a chance, they could not bury it. And I honestly, I wanted to start off by saying how snake Tyson Forrester is. But Jesus Christ. No one could get buried the goddamn puck last night. The only goal, I don't know if you saw, heard or saw, but the only goal they got was on a technicality because it kind of went over the goal line. And that was by Joel Farabee. Yeah, I did, so, I did see that, uh, that gift today. Yeah. It was like, you know, I mean, what do you expect? Plan right power play is at uh, 8.9%. Dude, the power play fucking sucks. Which, by it the is way, so is not abysmal. last. The St. Louis Blues are at 3.6%. You're kidding. Like, How actually? is that even possible? Yeah. Flyers are fuck? second last. Now, the Flyers have like, been dead last in the power play over the last two years. I believe it was 15% and 
So they're actually doing worse than they have previously. When was the last time they actually had a good power play? I'm trying to. Th- I've been trying to think about this. Probably, I mean, 2012 I, or 2013 or something like that. I feel like they had an okay power play. Maybe 1718. That was one of those seasons where everybody overworked some. Yeah, it was like something in that kind of range. What, before that, regularly, long, long time. No, no, no. They've been. It's been abysmal. They're doing okay on the shorthanded. I'd rather them just put a guy in the penalty box at this point because they have, I think, four shorthanded goals this season. But it doesn't really matter because ultimately we can't score. It's yeah. that's it's just this, a bit. And it was designed that way. You, John Tortorella, went through and crafted a team in the image of the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is a hardworking group with zero fucking offensive talent. I mean, we knew this going in when Couturier came back and they brought in Hathaway and Paling, and I, we knew I, that's what they wanted, you know, and that's why Morgan Frost is on the outside, because they're building a defensive unit here. And when it comes to the two-way play, Frost is 13 of 13 forwards right now. Yeah, he's he's not in that kind of... He's, yeah, he is just the odd man out. I don't get why people don't really see that. Like, I get he can contribute, in some way, shape, or form, but I don't think he's going to contribute much next to anyone else on the team. I think he's just going to do about the same, See, and he's just like, the odd man out. That's the thing, <laughs> is, like, if you sent him to Toronto, and you put him between Nylander and Marner, yeah, I bet they could drag 70 points out of him. But, Probably. spoiler fucking alert, everybody, the Philadelphia Flyers do not have a Marner or Nylander, and at this point, never will. And as long as Tortorella's calling nah. the shots, they're never going to add a player like that from the outside. This is what you got when it comes to your offense here. You know, like, great. He went out there and, my eye test said that he had more shots than anybody else. Bill Meltzer with fucking frost cock halfway down his throat. Like, I I just, I can't even fathom some of the arguments that I've heard over these last few days. Zero points in whatever many games he is. He's got like 26 career goals. This is the fucking guy people get in the cross for. And I just don't understand it. Like, at the end of the day... The argument of, well, it's a rebuild, he should be playing. Okay, like, I do understand that. But here's, Couturier came back, and you brought in Paling. So, yeah, he's the odd fucking man out. Now, they did move Lawton back to center, but they moved Lawton back to center because you've got three teams worth of wingers right now that needed more playing time more. And granted, they're sacrificing Lawton's success doing that because this guy just is not a center at this point in his career. But it's to to give Brink and Forrester, who are playing better than Frost. And it's like, how come nobody cared when they brought in Hathaway and it meant the end the end for Wade Allison's career? Where was the outrage then? When they signed Mark Stall and it meant Ronnie Adderd started in the AHL. When they had to get rid of Kevin Hayes because Tortorella didn't like him, so it cost $3.8 million against the cap for the next three years. You know, there have been a lot of questionable asset managements ever since this fucking Tortorella guy rolled into town and this idiot GM of ours out here doing things like trusting Carolina. They're just going to magically take Tony D'Angelo back <laughs> after the offseason happened. Oops, maybe that one didn't work out for you. Another fucking $2 million against the cap for two years. It's just like there's been so many questionable decisions over the last little while and nobody cared about any of them. 
you know, except when, now when you hit one of the golden boys all of a sudden. It's like when yeah. they bench Ristolainen because he plays like shit. Oh, well, it's Tortorella in his system. He's doing his <laughs> thing. But when they bench, you know, Travis Sanheim in Calgary and he doesn't get to play in front of his family, this guy needs to be fired. The accountability factor, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, it's just a matter of whether he's good after the golden boy. And I can't take this Frost stuff anymore. I can't take it. These people are fucking lunatics. It's just like, you would think really... they're sitting a guy who's scoring a hat trick every game. That's what I'm saying. It's like he hasn't, like you said, he just only has 26, what is it, 26 career goals. I believe so. Yeah. It's it's what like what has he proven in his time here that makes him worth being in the lineup every single night? There hasn't really been much, and they and you know they use Tyson Forster as a scapegoat, but. This is it's technically his rookie season. One of the very he, few things Morgan Frost has going for him is his Corsi right now, which is I believe leading the team. But you know who's second right now? Tyson Forrester. Crazy. <laughs> so the guy <laughs> so Tyson Forrester, the guy who's underperforming and not living up to expectations, is second on the team in the category that the only thing Morgan Frost has going for him, that's what they're using to do. Because of course it doesn't make any fucking sense because these people are dumb as shit, you see. I don't get it. Zero points in six games this season for us, twenty six career goals and hundred and sixty four games in I believe his fifth professional season. It's I don't know. This it's is the just, guy. It's just completely 19 uh, goals and 46 points in 81 games last season. The last 30 games of the year, he had 20 points or whatever the number fucking shifts to this time. You know, 28 of those 46 well, points last year came against non-playoff teams. I was going to say, well, if every team was like the Arizona Coyotes, he would be freaking Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, yeah. if he can put like, up four points a game against real competition on a regular basis. He, it's uh, he's not proving that he's going to be part of the future. It seems like, but I mean, it could just be how Tortorella is pl like playing everyone. It's but it's it, it's there's both. No reason to get it's well. It's no reason to get so upset about it. Like this is just Tortorella how it is. is fucking this guy. That's true, but he's done absolutely sure. nothing to help himself. If Frost was out there scoring, he wouldn't be benched. If he was out like, there actually it, making a difference, he'd be playing every night. But he's not. Like when people use at the beginning of the season that well if uh uh Elliot Denoyer can't beat out Garnet Hathaway mm -hmm. for a roster spot like where's that where are the people now like where are all those people now because Morgan Frost is an established NHLer at this point he just got a contract extension yet he's being benched because he's not playing better than Ryan Paling he's not playing better than uh, Garnet Hathaway or Tyson Forrester or. Uh, Bobby Brink. He's not. He hasn't shown these played better than any of them. And honestly, I mean, he's been here for most of the the L's in the last ten games. So where do we go from there? I mean, that also being the fact that Carter Hart is off. But and that's a no, whole another story. Because didn't you see the talks about uh, people wanting to trade him to Edmonton because they need a real goalie? So it's. I think you were. I think you tweeted something about it last night, and I'm just. I'm baffled that people were even talking about that because who the fuck are we going to get back for Carter Hart that isn't McDavid or Drysaddle that would be worth giving up Carter Hart for? Yeah, point? you know, obviously if the Flyers actually were to pull the trigger on a Carter Hart deal, Edmonton is one of those teams that would come come a knock in here. But, I, I mean, Jesus Christ, in terms of assets that the Flyers can get back, it's a whole lot of nothing. I mean, they've got no, it, all of their first-round picks and a second-round pick this year as well. But if you trade Hart to Edmonton and he 
levels them out and they make the playoffs and everything. It's just late first round pick anyway. That doesn't do it for me. And they don't have a high end, you know, can't miss prospect in their system. They got a lot of random dudes, you know, and their projects like Philip Broberg or Dylan Holloway or something like that, that, you know, the Flyers are having their own problems when it comes to an an excess of worthless nobodies. (laughs) They can't, you know, bring in more people like that. And there's just not a guy in that entire team or system that I'm looking at going like, yeah, I would do that for Carter Hart. You know, and once no. you start, even like, well, first round pick and Evan Bouchard and, you know, prospect X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, even then I'm like, nope, it's not nope. good enough. And, you know, I, this is the problem with trading goaltenders in the first place is you're never going to get the value back out of the guy. And no. it's just a bad idea in general to trade Carter Hart. I'm still very much against that uh, that notion at this point. I'm 100% against it, too. I very much want him to stay. I think he is one of the only players on this roster that has like proven he should be a part of the future and how many fucking years have we bitch moaned and complained that we do not have a good goaltender we do not have a elite goaltender we do not have a steve just a steady goaltender what fucked us in the 2010 playoffs was it our goaltending a lot of people say so so it's just like what like but now we got this guy but we have to get rid of him for the rebuild yeah, like it doesn't make sense. It You've got your absolutely... young established starter that you want to get rid of in hopes that Sam Erson becomes a young established starter. And we don't or have Kolosov or Kolosov, whatever the fucking Christ that guy's name is. You were going to give like, up a guarantee in hopes that one of these guys becomes it. And the way fucking Sam Erson's been playing lately, everyone turned on that guy real quick. It's just like, doesn't make any sense. Hart's Shocker. only twenty five. He's yeah, exactly like. He'll he'll be very like he probably will be even better by the time that we start getting going and he will probably be he's been the difference maker all season up until when he got uh, hurt and I guarantee he's going to be the difference maker all season for the rest of the season until he gets hurt again because he's standing on his head and breaking Mm -hmm. his neck standing on his head because they've got three goaltenders but only play one of them. Yeah, and that's the thing that's frustrating is you didn't have to go this way. You could have easily you could have easily just went Carter Hart and Felix Sandstrom because you don't want to put him on waivers and he can get to some playing time and Urson will get the playing time in Lehigh Valley where he's desperately needed. You can sell Cal Peterson to fuck off or have him as the backup and let him lose a couple games because that'd be great for tanking. But yeah, I've it's, done it's, I've done my goalie rant on this one, but like yeah. multiple times at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, th- I think I have too. Like when they Rolled with a three goaltender system, it's like, okay, this is stupid, but Hart's future, one way or another, is uncertain. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you want to coronate Urson, you go 50-50 Hart and Urson, and then throw Sonstrom a bone once every few weeks against a shit team just to keep the rust off, right? And then what happened? Well, we're going to play Carter Hart every single game. Urson gets two starts in three and a half weeks, I think it was. Sonstrom did not play for a, over a month. Uh, it was uh, what was it September twenty seventh? I think was his last game. Then he got hurt in November second. So God. it's like <laughs> you ra- Why keep Urson up if you weren't going to play him? You know, if he started the season in the AHL and got six or seven games under his belt there, when Hart got hurt, he could have came up and looked like something versus a rusty guy sitting on the bench and Cal Peterson, that asshole, one of the worst goaltenders I've ever seen. Holy shit, dude. He's terrible. He's so bad. He was so bad in Lehigh to start the year, and then he gets called up and looks just as shitty. And I'm like, I can't believe this guy is getting paid $5 million a year to play like a beer leaguer. 
It's insanity. Like, uh, yeah, I can't imagine how. How was he ever good enough at some point in his career to earn the contract that he did? This guy was supposed to overthrow Jonathan Quick not all that long ago. Well, how the mighty have fallen. It seems to be that way with goaltenders sometimes. It's that can just end in tragedy for a lot of people. I mean. You can go back to Steve Mason. I mean, Steve Mason was pretty. You hey, know, fuck you! We don't talk decent. negatively on Steve Mason on this podcast. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Steve Mason did good for us, but he was like, he was the he was the what the rookie. He uh, won the Calder that he, year. Yeah, he won the Calder that year, and then kind of never really looked exactly <laughs> like that. But burned he alive fine. in uh, Columbus for a few years. Yeah, he bur- he got burned in Philadelphia. I I, I like Steve Mason, but he worked his little ass off while he was here. That's the thing. Is he was standing on his head. A fucking shit stain of a hockey team. But Wow. I feel bad for Carter Hart because he's doing the exact yep. same thing. And that's the thing. because we So we talk about Tortorella's system and that it's a lot of beefy guys. And it's supposed to be kind of the equivalent to like the 2012 LA Kings. Big guys. Theoretically. Big, big yeah. guys. Theoretic, that's, the, that's the idea. But you don't have the defense for it. No. So it's just you got the Jonathan Quick, but you don't have literally anyone else that's worth a damn to do that and it's just i don't know it's just absolutely frustrating to kind of see everyone get so like people were like thinking they were gonna make a real playoff one run in like in like a competitive fashion at the beginning of the year because we won a couple games and we were looking pretty good doing it but this is exactly where i thought we were going to be by this time this year where like i said three and ten we're losing a couple games pretty badly, but we're also. Right now? I don't know, actually. I think it's. I don't care about pretty... the standings. It's too goddamn early to care about the standings and shit like that. Well, no, but it's it's Where absolutely. Are we? It's starting to actually look like five, what seven, looks, and one. Like. Right now, with for eleven points in thirteen games, they're second last in the metro. I guess there's three teams with eleven points: the Cavs, Blue Jackets, and Flyers, and the Penguins have ten. It's insane. I mean, if they if they kind of keep this pace, I'll become kind of fine. I hope they lose a couple more games. Honestly, I think if they just sit Carter Hart out, they could lose a couple more games. Don't rush him back. Just let him let him heal to the best of his ability. Speaking Don't... of healing, I thought about this earlier. What the fuck ever happened to Rasmus Ristolainen? <laughs> I was actually going to bring that up. Um, they they're one. They're hit by kind of the injury bug a little bit as of late with Katuri, but he came back and Mark Stahl, if you remember him, and uh, oh, fuck. How can I well, Felix, is then Sandstrom injured Sandstrom, too? yeah, he and was in the Andre middle of a injured? second rehab game and just left because he got hurt. <laughs> Great. Again, one of the joys of only playing one game in, uh, you know, five weeks. Shit like that is going to happen. Andre got concussed. I don't know. They played today. I don't know if he came back or not. Um, but it sounded like he was trending positively last time I heard. I don't know if he came back or not, but they do play again Saturday. So we'll see. Adderd was sick. I think he came back today. Um, well, yeah. yeah, I don't know where the fuck Rasmus Ristolainen is. They put He's... him on like IR originally. As... Yeah, I think that's a paper, like a paper trade. Yeah, whatever. to maneuver so they didn't have to make a decision and send anybody else down. And then uh, somewhere along the line, he actually got hurt. And now it's been like we're like six weeks into the season, and <laughs> nobody's heard of him since. He just disappeared. Oh, uh, no, this is. It's like actual flashbacks. Yeah, to both the last Andre few and Adderd came back. Today. That's good. Good for them. I'm happy to see that they're playing again. Um, I dread for the moment that Mark Stahl is healthy again and we have to put him back in the lineup. 
Like, what do you like? What do you do with that? Like, I don't well, you know. You sit some moolah, of course. Uh, well, venture uh, your young guys and give it back to Mark Stone. Well, that's it. Well, they're doing it for Morgan Frost, so they'll do it for. Yeah, nobody's uh, going to give a shit when they do it for Zamora. No, oh, they won't. It's John Tortorella's accountability. Like, they would do the same thing if Emil Andre was still on the lineup, too. Like, if they sat him down for yep. Mark Stahl, they did the same, exact same thing. Well, Mark Stahl's the, the torch translator. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just. But that's it. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's actually ridiculous. Um, Did you happen to see uh, that whole talk about Owen Tippett and the extension? Holy everything? fucking Jesus. Tap dance in Christ. A long-term extension at 7 million AAV. Fuck mm-hmm. you. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I who like to... thinks that's a good idea? It's it's not. Well, not, nothing about that's a good idea. He hasn't proved himself to get anything near that kind of contract. But I mean, it's all rumors at that point. I I think I'd be comfortable with like three, four years if we're if we're actually because I don't mind him, but I want to see what he has. What like you want to go like four by four? Year. More power to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, that's uh, more fair. That's crazy. He had 27 Seven. goals and 49 points in 77 games last year, and that was the anomaly of his career, essentially. Played three professional seasons with the Panthers with practically nothing to show for it. And, oh. you know, he's been fine this season, but like everybody else, he doesn't know how to score anymore. You know, but he, he's no. not playing poorly, but he's not scoring. He's got two goals and six points in 13 games. You know, I mean, they obviously like the guy and could be a pillar, but $7 million is bat shit crazy for somebody that may not produce, you know, at a 30-goal level every season. That's that's I crazy. Really, I really don't think the anyone cat's on going up, Dan. It's the same excuse people, the fucking frost weirdos use when they said 5x5 five five this summer. For, well, the cap's going up. Great, well, the cap's going up. That doesn't mean you fuck yourself immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god! This is a breathing room. Look at like look at your options. Like there's going to actually be a couple decent free agents this year that you They're can maybe signing free agents. I know, but you know a man can dream. It is fucking funny, by the way. Going back to these frost losers, is these people primarily these people were the ones that have spent years talking shit on Gaudreau and DeBrincat and David Pasternak and any other potential player the Flyers could have had. No, we can't do them. No, they suck. No, these are blah 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 blah. And then Morgan Frost just shits his pants like a toddler in the fucking Walmart. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Dude, people were getting pissed off after um like uh, Torts's post game press conference last night because they were like, "Did you feel bad? Do you about, have any like, regrets sitting him? No." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, Torts! <laughs> yeah!" Like he's such a dick. I'm like, he's just being straightforward. That's no, awesome. he probably I wouldn't. I I would have put Gutierrez in myself, but I am also not an NHL coach, so take that for what it is. But the guy who has been showing like. Giving some direction to the team on the ice in Couturier, you know. They're not going to bench Sean Couturier for Morgan Frost. No, they're not. Who are you The only player for? that's there is Paling. But mm-hmm. if Couturier is healthy and Cates is backing him up, then you don't have a space for Frost anyway. You're going to put Frost between Delorier and Hathaway on the fourth line for seven minutes a night? Good luck with that. You know, it's yeah, like it's, it's an NHL 23 thing of like, well, we can just put this guy in the lineup anywhere. It doesn't matter. You know, it's just, it, uh, 
Well, the algorithm so says they actually work together. Mm-hmm, great, yeah. Oh, cool. That sounds like it's real life. <laughs> it's um, ridiculous. Morgan it's, Frost, I just, I can't, I can't deal with this for the entirety of this season. I hope they no. just trade him at some point, like I, soon, just so we can get over to. it. And then they're going to trade him, and he's going to score a single goal elsewhere, and no one's going to lose their goddamn minds about it. <laughs> that's that's kind of the way of the Flyers. As soon as like one person leaves and they start performing even a little bit. Everyone's like, we wasted mm. our, we wasted our talent. Ryan Hartman. Talent. Oh my god, I think people were saying that about Nick Cousins and Obey Kubel. Nick Cousins, Kubel was another one. Yeah, like they're like, oh look at it, because I think Nick Cousins did pretty well last playoff run, and then Obey Kubel won a cup. So it's like, oh, it's, uh, and then, and but now you have Morgan Frost who. The guy we traded for Morgan, well, for the pick for Morgan Frost, is now the captain of the St. Louis Blues, and is has a ring, has a Stanley Cup ring. So has scored thirty goals every season over the last five, six years, whatever it's been. I'm starting to believe we lost that train. Yep, I would <laughs> believe it as well. I'm a, I mean, Joel Farabee. I'm, I'm seeing some life back into him. We'll kind of see where he kind of goes. You know, Farabee's it's again fine. Too, as with every, that's the conclusion I come to with most, they're fine. They're it's fine. Just like they're fine. They're good little pieces. But as they, you know, you got a team full of Robins and no Batman. That's a good way to put it. Honestly, like, it's you good. got a lot of secondary dudes that you know. If you plopped Matthews and put him next, you know, Austin Matthews on this team and put him next to Joel Farabee, you know, he'd probably be a great player. And if you, you know, if you put, uh, yeah. like I said, Frost between Neil and Earth, like, he'd be a good player. Like, you got a lot of guys that can be good beneficiary roles, but you've got absolutely nobody that can step up and take this fucking game. That's the problem. Have- and you've got nobody coming in that role either. You've got the hopes and dreams of Mitch Kov and uh, Gautier. But, I mean, at that point, it's the same thing we've done for 10 years now. Here's a team with some decent pieces, but we're going to rely on these picks, and then they show up, and they're fucking nothing. Right. Well, I mean, we don't really. I don't. Uh, there is something in our development line where, like, that we're not. Yeah, it's called I don't shitty know drafting. Well, there. Well, yeah. Thanks, Axtall. But, um, it's it's kind of frustrating to see, um, that we're kind of not really playing these young guys during a rebuild. But everyone's mad that we're not playing Morgan Frost because I feel like we're all on the same page in some ways, shape, or form. But we just don't collectively know how to get there. And it's becoming more and more readily apparent that they don't know how to get there either, unfortunately. Because they're they're stumbling as they go. And I think we're like what their roster is right now is kind of what we were like a little hoping for. And I think we said, I think the only way it's gonna happen is injury. The only way um Zabul is getting playing time is Mark Stahl got hurt. Guess what? Mark Stahl yep. got hurt. The only way if Arison's gonna get playing time is this heart got hurt. There's heart, he's hurt. It's just, eh, it's it's going to be such a back and forth season. Everyone's going to think, come, go and buy and think, oh, we're going to be this great team. Oh, never mind, we're suck. We need to get the top ten pick. We need to get the top ten pick anyway. Or if we're going to get closer to a playoff spot, we have to capitalize on it. Because yes, we do have Mitchkov and Cutter Gauthier, but what like, what are they going to do with Morgan Frost centering them or? Even like Noah Cates is good. I don't think he's going to like make that much of a difference with with them in like a top line role. But he's not really a top line. I don't really. No, call they're going to hope that those center. two come in and are the game changing force. Just as they've know. done with I, every prospect that's come before them. Why? Like, why wouldn't you try and guarantee that 
like get a get a Nylander or a like honestly I wouldn't mind Steven Stamkos. John Tortorella like is in charge and he doesn't want that shit. And like this is this have? is the one thing I'm in lockstep with Torts about a lot of the things that he does for the most part decision wise. Mm-hmm. You know some of the questionable roster decisions and whatnot are very frustrating and these open biases he has against certain players piss me off but like on the whole, I think what he's trying is fine, but it's so clear that he's the one making the calls. Every move that was made in the 2023 offseason had his fingerprints on it, you know, pretty directly as well. And it's like this guy has openly buried high-end players for years. When he had his feud with Trevor Zegers, you know, he chased Artemi Panarin out of Columbus and, like, you know, the feud with uh, Dubois and Lyonnais and all this shit. And it's like he has what he wants right now, which is a team composed entirely of semi-decent two-way guys. You've got Couturier, you've got Hathaway and Delorier and Cates and all these guys. And, you know, a lot of these wingers have talent but aren't doing anything overly well, like Forrester and Farabee. Like, they're fine pieces, but they're not game-breaking, and they're responsible enough two-way guys. It's just like, this is what they want. This is what he wants is to build a team like this. And it's it's going into the summer, and if Nylander and Stamkos make it to free agency, do they even consider it? And the answer is no. You and I both know the answer is no. There's no, no. fucking way William Nylander is going to be a flyer next year. There's no way. No. They're just going to do this, and they're going to swap out fucking Morgan Frost with whoever is a clone of Ryan Paling. You know, and just some random fucking depth nobody. They're going to bring in these good leader guys. Like, I potentially maybe Stamkos just because he's a captain and 35 years old and has all this, you know, experience. Like, if anything, it's that, you know. But even then, highly skeptical because he's been scoring 40 goals a year for 15 years now or whatever it is. You know, it's just like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't believe for a second that Tortorella is going to allow this team to get that kind of talent. And, and that's why you need to hope Mitchkov and Gautier are the guys. But here we are again, putting the entire future of the organization in the hands of a couple prospects. And if they show up and are good, but not great, or in Mitchkov, okay, don't even show up at all. You know, like God, you're going to be fucked. Now. You are fucked. If that like, doesn't happen. And that's the thing is like, why, especially because we've been fucked so many times with, prospects before these last 10 years why are talking... we doing it again <laughs> well i mean like let's even go back to like fedotov like he's he was going to be this like you know the backup to carter hart or the potential carter hart replacement if carter hart decided to not stay here or, or got traded or whatever but he's gone and now we have cal peterson mm-hmm. you know why why don't it's it's crazy to me that the organization doesn't learn from this and go Maybe we should get a guy who, you know, could at least push that. And I get there's been, you know, people who have literally told us to fuck off when we tried signing them. <laughs> but yeah, but now we got Alex Petrangelo being one of them. Uh, I don't want to name names, but uh, yeah, so, Tori Crew could also be Tory one Crew, kind of too. You could actually off. say you could tell, say he fucked off because we have Sanheim now. Who, you know what? I talked a lot of shit when I first came on here on Travis Sanheim. Apparently, he had a rough fight last night in uh, San Jose. I yeah, I didn't. He didn't look that good. He was scrambling a little bit. There was like a two-man advantage highlight I saw. He looked like he was just lost. There's so many open bodies. It was just absolutely frustrating. 
to even just watch the highlights. So I can't imagine anyone who actually stayed up and tortured themselves watching that game. And it's just going to be like that for the rest of the, like, I think what's very frustrating is just watching these guys shoot and almost get it and just not have that finishing talent. And this has just been a problem for the last few years. It's just, especially when Giroud was gone, it's like, no one can do it. Yeah. No one can finish. You know, <laughs> and that's that why we think Travis like, he's a slow star. Especially with the power play, you were spoiled all these years having Giroud and Voracek do their thing and be relatively successful at it, and he's gone, and you got nothing. Nothing uh, that even kind of resembles what he brought to the table back there. And, and that's why uh, we think Travis Connecting is a star. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's how you come to this guy, you know, fuck. Like, I don't even know. This is a whole different can of worms. Like, <laughs> Well, I just... It's like he's I kind of want to touch on it a little bit fine. because the, the thing is he's the problem is he's not pretty. The same he was. He's not a legitimate producer, right? Like there's no. nothing wrong with scoring the dirty, grimy goals, but he's not really that in like a net front presence. He's not a Wayne Simmons kind of guy, and he's not no. a Giroux pretty highlight reel guy. Like he's gonna get the job done occasionally, but he's not a power play guy. He's not a you know going out there and game changing force kind of guy. I saw yesterday after the game ended, he tried to fucking mug somebody. That's the yeah. shit that I hate about Travis Konechny is this fucking bitch attitude of his. Because he did this multiple times over last year. There was a time last year when Ovechkin got the empty net goalie and went over and shoved him. Like a little bitch. Because he didn't go out there and actually score a goal or work hard during the game. I hate that shit. That is the it, big reason why I hate Travis Konechny more than anything. Is this fake tough guy bullshit. I, that's, I, I can understand that. I think this is... Well, I want to talk about it because I keep seeing people go, he's a part of the future. He's a part of the future. No, you, want him you should trade Mishkov him immediately think, before he regresses no, again. I agree. And that's where I'm like, I, I, I'm so confused. Why won't you want to get this guy who's on an expiring decent contract? We have to keep Konechny, but we also can't build around Travis Konechny. We just want to keep him to fucking whatever. He's going to be the new Giroux. You're going to hold on to him mm-hmm. forever, and five years from now, he's going to be in his fucking mid-30s, and you're, oh, oh well, time ran out because we never <laughs> decided to capitalize around him. We're going to trade him for pennies on the dollar where you could have gotten a king's ransom for the guy if you trade him now. Yeah, yeah, I just I want him out of here. Not in a bad way. I just think he would actually bring in reasonable assets that could help the team in the future. I don't think he's part of the future. I I. I had my fan them with Travis Konechny. I think he's doing fine this year on a terrible team. Someone's got to score those goals, and he's he's the one doing it. But he's not he's not Claude Giroux level. He's not Jake Voracek level. He's he's perfectly fine where he is, and he can do just as good, if not better, on an actual good team. And that's and that should be what he wants. And that should be what any of us. If want. a rebuilding well, team like Chicago or San Jose or Arizona, a team that rebuilt properly. If they had a player like Konechny on their team, they would be overjoyed that they got to trade him for a shit ton of assets. A hundred percent. And the Flyers, who are rebuilding, quote unquote, have this guy and they go, we just got to keep him. We just got to keep him and Lawton. We we got to. We just got (laughs) to. For what reason? That's not important, but we got to. Travis, Travis Connecting is our sniper, and Scott Lawn's our leader. Which, I mean, Scott Lawn is our leader. They might as well just give him the fucking C, but they also should probably trade him. I mean, Lawn's been here since, what? He was drafted in 2012. Well, yeah. He showed up, well, I think, I, full-time in 2015. 
yeah, 2015. Yeah, it's so it's been about maybe it's, it's been a while. It, it's there's nothing. There's he's nothing be more you can do with them. Soon, I think he's 29 right now. I think we'll turn 30 in the what, spring. What like what more can you get out of Scott Law and Travis Konechny that's worth it for these next 10 years? Let's say I've been seeing a lot of tweets that people have. Uh... You know, man, we should have traded a lot when we had the chance. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Uh, That's been a hot topic lately. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. When you're offered, you know, first round pick plus for Scott Lawton, you probably should have fucking moved the guy. But nobody wanted to do it over the summer. No, we got to keep him, Daniel. We just got to. There's no there's absolutely no creative movement of assets to a point where it's like even impressive. Like I I'm anxiously awaiting the. Excuse me, the trade deadline, because I want to see what moves. <laughs> see where they don't do anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd like to see if if uh, Breer just sits on his hands and just it pulls the Chuck Fletcher. I was on the phone a lot, but or if he's actually going to make some sort of move to help us in the off season. You know, this is what I'm talking about with you know, where what if you we're going to be closer probably to a playoff spot than a a top 10 draft pick. If they keep playing like this, the wins are going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the losses are probably also going to happen sooner or later, even more, I think. This is not a bottom five team. No. No, they're not. And once everyone's healthy, it's going to really prove that. But what are you going to do then? You're going to be sitting, what, 13, 14, 15, you know, and you're going to have probably an even later, probably draft pick with the Florida Panthers draft pick. What are you going to do then? You're going to get a couple dudes that are probably also going to be pretty decent depth players, in, you know, in theory. And then you're going to go into the offseason, just sit on your hands, and you're going to go go into every single offseason, sit on your hands. See, it's just, like, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. God, I ranted about this on the last recording of Freaking Flyer, but it's like, I don't believe for a second they add William Nylander this summer and attempt to get better. But I also have just as little faith in them trading Konechny for assets for a rebuild. Like, either path forward seems so unlikely. <laughs> it's so, yeah. They're just going to continue in this primordial ooze that they're stuck in right now. They're going to, you know, maybe trade Frost and maybe not resign Paling, but bring in some other fourth-line center and fucking... It's just like, it's not going to be anything crazy. Like... Everybody just fucking sucks off Danny Briere, thinking that he's so much better than he actually is. But, like, I, I wonder when they ultimately don't do anything this summer. Like, I wonder what the feeling's going to be on this guy for a long time. And he's, he's going to be Hextall-esque, right? They're going to believe in him until they've got no choice but to not believe in him anymore. But, like, I don't know, man. You got to fucking make a decision here. That's all I've been asking for for years and years and years is picking a direction and making a decision. And they did not do it last summer. And here we are again going into the year and it's going to be just as unlikely that they do it again. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little sad because it's I think so frustrating. There's just so they many don't opportunities. help themselves. No, they, they're given every single opportunity. Literally, the hockey guards are hurting their players <laughs> so they can get their young players out. They're literally hurt, like they're breaking breaking Mark Stahl's leg or whatever his rib or however, and um, killing Carter Hart just so they can show, Hey, you need some help here. You have some decent depth. You have all depth and no stars. You have no Bryce Harper's Jalen hurts, Joel and beads, yada, yada, yada. You have none of those people. And 
it's it's high time you get someone like that. Steven Samkos wouldn't be the worst idea. He probably wouldn't be my first one. William Nylander would probably be my first pick, or Sam I Reinhardt. Believe, uh, Elias Pettersson is an RFA in Vancouver. Ooh, no shit. Ooh, that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Um, we got Jeff Carter. We can bring Jeff Carter back. Oh my oh. god! I just recently <laughs> learned that he's still in the league. I was baffled yeah, when I found that out. Yeah, still playing in Pittsburgh. It's crazy. I don't. Well, actually, it's gonna be like oh, fifty by now, right? He's thirty-nine. That's close. Um, Joe Pavelski's forty, and I'm looking at all the free agents right now just because I want to see who we could possibly get. I mean, I don't want Jake Gensel. I I feel like he's like one of the. I feel like he's a he's a pretty decent player, but I feel like once he's go- gone away from Crosby, he's not going to do the same. Especially on our team, he'd be terrible. But I I think William Nylander, Sam Reinhardt, or Steve Samkos would be the three I would possibly. God, I wanted Reinhardt so bad when he was traded from Buffalo. Like he's twenty eight years old, so bad, and they didn't fucking do it. Mm-mm. It's it, so it'd be kind of nice to kind of you know re, rescind on that mistake and actually do something with it. But I'm looking at the wrong year. No wonder this isn't fucking making any sense. Hold on. <laughs> uh, or like at least get a def like a maybe a decent. Who's how's our def like the defense? Elias Pettersson, Lucas Raymond, Noah Olafson, Clinton Byfield. Brent Seabrook, Tyler Myers, Jacob Muzzin, <sighs> Shane Bastespear. Yeah, great, yeah. <laughs> bring, bring, bring him back the revenge tour. Doomba. Doomba's back on the free agent market. Montour. Hmm, I don't know. It's, it's, um, this is going to be a hell of a season. Not even just like, you know, sense of excitement. It's just going to be kind of like, you're gonna watch um we're gonna watch a lot of L's. We're gonna watch some stolen wins and that's every be single it. fucking day for the next calendar year, people are gonna bitch and cry about Morgan fucking Frost. Every oh, single day. Sean Kateri's gotta get hurt again, so Frost can get in the lives so everyone shut the fuck up. Because last year he had thirty points and fucking thirty games or forty games, whatever. The benchmark moves every game for that one. It's crazy. I don't know what what's um what's going on there. We'll just yeah, I don't know. The Flyers just uh, continue to perplex me in every single way, shape, or form. Because I feel like there's just so many opportunities, and that they have like many. Like they, so many lifelines I think are thrown out there, and we're just constantly like, no, we got this nice little paddle boat that possibly has some good oars. You know, we'll just we'll just get back to this the team. Is in desperate the... need of a young dynamic center, and they just passed on Jack Engel. I I don't like I don't like bringing that up, even though I did bring <laughs> it up. I think like two episodes ago. It's it's. Uh... If you go back over the list of players that moved when Chuck Fletcher was here, you would just immediately. Alt F four life. If if Chuck Fletcher gets a GM job anywhere else in the league, I feel sorry for whoever has to deal with them because hey, we're stuck with Chuck Fletcher Jr. right now. So I know, I know. Well, he was the only pick. He was the only guy who had the vision. Now now we have our color commentator running the hockey ops. 
I had somebody that was Which so is... mad at me because I buried Briere on the Noah show last week. <laughs> no, really? Oh, yeah. But just, like, what did... I don't know. Like, what has he done exceptional that has made you go... Nothing. That's the, no. the problem. You're the, just imaginary good moves. We're just pretending like... that he did good things. And it's like, I guess there's, you know, there's... He's got time. Like, things could happen. I don't believe it's going to, but it could. But, yeah. like, you know, you're... You're pretending that he did good things, or you're giving him credit for stuff that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh god. Yeah, like you know, you had a lot of hope with that whole Provorov three trade or three team trade deal, but part part of me now is kind of like there were two other more... GMs involved in that trade, and uh, yeah, I was uh... like, I said, like, how much more is he just kind of like? That sounds good. I'll take Cal Peters. Like he yeah. was, like, yeah. was, that was his, uh, that was his, uh, contr- contribution. So, like I'll give private Ivan Provorov. Yeah, somehow Peterson. I get Cal Peterson. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, we'll see. They're, they're doing exactly how I expected them to do. They're working hard. They're losing games, but they're also stealing a few games. And that's just kind of going to be the 2023, 2024 flyer season. This it just was also with... the 22-23 flyer season. And will also be the 24-25 flyer season. And probably 25-26 I... as well. I love rebuild mode. How much longer does Tortorell have on this? I feel like I asked this every Too episode. Too fucking long. I thought you were going to say two years. I was like, ooh, that's not terrible. It's but... three years. I don't know. It is what it is. But I don't, I don't see Tortorella being the kind of guy to lead us to a Stanley Cup. He's going to be good in the sense of conditioning these young guys with ex- expectations and like a winning kind of drive but if you don't, don't have the star players to I, win I don't that, I, I don't No, I don't either. I don't dislike him. I don't hate what he's ultimately trying to do here, but I ultimately think he's a gigantic hindrance for the step forward that this organization needs to take. Like I think yeah. he is the gigantic barrier between this team and success. And it's like the ultimate irony. Because he's doing a lot of good <laughs> things, but that last big step you need to take, which is adding that talent and not being afraid to make these moves, I don't think he's going to do it. Oh, we can't That's trade Konechny, but we can't add Nealon. We just got to sit here with fucking Sean Couturier and Noah Cates. That's all we got. Yeah. It's just like, that worries me. And, you know, we'll we'll know more at the trade deadline and get a good solid look at this during the summer. But, man, oh, man. If they ultimately yeah. don't make these tough calls and they just run it back and these moves have Tortorella's fingerprints all over them again, if they just trade Morgan Frost and, you know, Ronnie Adder and call it a summer or something like that, it's like, whoo It's such a shame. You have a right-handed defenseman in your AHL and you don't want to play him. And a power play guy, BT dubs, an offensive fucking right-handed defenseman. <laughs> Crazy. There's Ollie Lexell, by the way, looked like fucking football. Alex Ovechkin down there and succeeding on the power play. Call him up? Oh. No, of course not. Mm, Got, what, eight I... goals in ten games or something like that? Looked very good in the process. We're going to call him up? No. no. Well, you have to have room for uh, Brian Paling. Nick DeLorean has Hattie. to play. Just asked. <laughs> <laughs> Nick DeLoria. If Nick DeLoria doesn't play, I'm, I'm out of here. We can't watch It'll... the CTE in DeLoria's brain and form in real time if he's not playing. <laughs> He's not opening every game with a fight and a brain oozing out of his right ear. What like what good of a chance do we have 
for this future, this new era of orange. Broad Street bullies are back, new baby. Fucking era, all right. Just a, Broad Street babies. It's like Ron Hextall all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh that's really the, I guess the whole thing about it with the Flyers, isn't it? It's probably Ron Hextall all over again. Yep. And nobody's going to figure oh, wow. it out until it's too late. And we waste another 10 years. <laughs> we should have got Jock Eichel. We should have got... all. Like It's going to be like six years and we're all going to be saying we should have got this person at this time and this person at this time. I mean, and... it's all just Mitchkov and Gauthier. That's all you have, that, that is all this organization has going for him right now. It, it does. That's it. I, and Bonk. Don't forget Bonk. Oh, great, you bonk, can't forget Oliver Bonk. Denver Barky. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Denver Barky. Uh, was it Rizzo or whatever his name oh, is? Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, some guy who's never going to play for this organization. People are hyping him up. Oh, uh, God. It's just, and that's, that is actually legitimately. Yeah, I remember, J.R. Avon is a real guy. I saw him last weekend. Who? What? <laughs> I thought he was a myth this entire time. I didn't think he was real. But he I... does exist. Supposedly, I think most of these prospects are missed because they never play them. Sorry, who's Elliot Dayonay? I don't know him. Who's Lexel? I don't know him. I need to go to a, I need to go to a fans game. I want to see what this Lexel guy is all about. <laughs> He's very I really, good. I really, I really actually, you hype him up a lot. And makes me kind of want to go see how like good Lexel. he is. Yeah. He's a you know at least. How are the Phantoms doing this year? Is it just bad because of the bad goaltending? Yeah, they're getting fucking killed by this shit goaltending. I don't uh, know who's shame. down there right now. Parker Gahagan <laughs> and uh, I don't know if they called up <laughs> Nolan Mayer or not. I don't know who's backing him up with Peterson out of there. I but, think uh, Nolan Mayer is actually, I think I saw something. I think he, because he plays, I guess, for the ECHL. They re-signed him and then immediately sent him to the ECHL and brought in this random ECHL or Parker Gahagan that has is a current ECHL and he's just being thrown to the wolves because Peterson fucking sucks. Uh, I feel like I feel like my eyes glaze over whenever we talk just be, about the Flyers because they just start depressing the hell out of me. Yeah, they tend to do that. <laughs> Two to three years away. Am, am I right? Can I get an amen? <sighs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I a goddamn Flyers fan? Yeah, that's a thought that has crossed my mind more than a couple times over the last few years. What the fuck am I doing with my life? I think it's the fan that's really kind of ruining it for me, but fans ruin most things for me in general. The fans are the reason why I cannot watch football, because Eagles fans ruined it for me. Uh, it's Yeah, it's just a lot of intensity, but it's also a lot of, uh, dude, it's a lot of just back and forth. We're going to be the best. We're going to be the Stanley Cup way team. Uh... Never mind. We're shit. We're awful. Trade everyone. But not Morgan Frost, though. He's our baby boy. Or connecting for some reason. Well, yeah. I, God forbid we trade the guy who's on a dying or a, like a dying contract who could probably do something with his life in another team. He probably could be like on a Stanley Cup center team as like a second or third line guy and actually contribute pretty decently. But like if you put him doing... on a team with like even just a shred of offensive talent around him and a coach mm-hmm. that is a little more forgiving of the defensive mistakes, sure. Yeah, I think I think he'd be very good on those kinds of teams. But he's our superstar player on this team because he's the only one scoring, like finishing. And someone's got to be the one finishing. So why not him? It's... Yeah. 
Joel Farabee isn't doing it. Owen Tippett isn't doing it. I feel so bad for Tyson Forrester because he's getting so much flack for no real reason. Yeah. It's just it's just a shame. <laughs> I'm watching him score or try and score. These frost weirdos are willing to throw the guy who's younger with a higher ceiling and more talented overall playing good hockey under the bus to try and put Frost back in the lineup. It's just never not funny. And yeah, Forster's been fine. He's trying. He just has He really is. He's insanely snake bitten, but people are like, oh, he's not doing anything. And I'm like, you are not paying attention. <laughs> like, he's no, doing pretty no, much everything it's... right. It's the reason why he's still in the lineup. You think Tortorella would willingly play a youth if he had a choice? <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> Seriously, he's just, he is playing really well. Yeah, he's actually been he's one of the perfectly only people... fine hockey. He's, he's just not he's... converting yet. He's making chances. He's giving himself chances. He's just a young guy. This is like kind of the stuff that you want to see from a prospect. You want him to score, of course, but like he's giving himself the chances. He's making the chances for himself. He's just not finishing. And he's making the chances for other players and has, I'm pretty sure he has a couple assists on the year. Like he's not completely dead. What's what's his assists, I believe. Yeah. So he's. But he's at least making the chances and playing right on a team that just can't fucking score. Like we we got that's like I think we have to look at that big picture. No one can fucking score. Yeah, there, you could look at that last night's game and it's clearly apparent. Every highlight with the Flyers was an almost a chance, almost a chance. Even the score they scored was at first almost a chance. You know what I mean? It's so it's not just Tyson Forrester. It's the fact that we don't have any. Offensive you don't have talent. any offensive talent to set up Tyson Forrester where he can properly succeed. Or, or he can pass to so they can finish it. Sure. Whatever. It is what it... So, what the Flyers need to do is get some fucking star tap power this offseason. Or yeah, I mean, that's tank hard enough to get a first-round pick. Is, is, you add some talent here. I mean, you plop two guys on this team that can create and just watch what happens. That's all you need, man. To just really? have just a little bit of success. You put fucking true true one C. Two guys on this team like a, and then make it. It's cra- it's crazy how much of a difference that would make if they would have just one or two guys. Yep. Like one a true one C and a true top top parent like top defenseman. I think they would be you know, like at least winning a first round or at least be in the first round of the playoffs. playoffs. Just, just yeah. that alone. Could be. It, it really could be. But we're rebuilding. Or we're not rebuilding. It's depending well, what on, they're doing. Depending on That's the, the problem. Wind. They're not rebuilding and they're the not playing feels. competitive. They just fucking exist. I don't know. They're, uh, it, until, <sighs> I guess until Mitchkov and Gauthier come up and we see what they're made of at a NHL level. We're going to just play this game of what if, and I think they're just going to kind of, I think they're really hoping to just stumble into a good team. Like they're just going to keep guessing and throwing darts at a dartboard. It seems to be the plan. Ah, bullseye. Ah, cool. Nick, the Nick Deloria, Ryan Paley and Garnet Hathaway lines working. So let's just keep that going. And then nothing else. Oh, wow. I hate this team. (laughs) I love this team. I want to. Once upon a time, I did. Now it's just it's just open masochism. Well, 
I, I guess we just are glutton for punishment as Philly fans. Mm-hmm. Ah. <sighs> All right, everyone. And on that fucking cheery note, I'll, uh, <laughs> call it a day here. Um, got an episode of Freakin' Flyer coming out that you're not going to want to miss on Sunday. It's it's a topic that will will mystify you. I'll leave it at that. Is, is it Morgan Frost? No, it's better. Actually? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Now, now I'm actually excited. <laughs> you can check that out. Uh, plenty of shit up on the website, brotherlypuck.com. Uh, at Dan the Flyer fan, at brotherlypuck and brotherly underscore pod. I usually plug the website after my Twitter handles, but I fucked that up today, didn't I? Oh, well. Oh. Uh, undertaking a new journey over on Instagram, Dan the Flyer fan underscore jerseys over there, documenting my extensive hockey jersey collection. New jersey goes up every day, so you can check that out. And, um, Andy. I, I saw the, the I wheel knew the whole there. time. The wheel was turning there. Never um, a doubt. Papa Flyer, spelled as it is. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Gotta work on your outro there. <laughs> ah, why, eh, why do it? Their flyers aren't working for anything. Why should I? That's fair. All right, everyone. Until next time. Goodbye and good night. Drop the